0: Welcome to I made a biology podcast to help me study and today I am covering topic 2.4 all about proteins. So proteins are comprised of long chains of recurring monomers and the monomers of proteins are known as amino acids. So as mentioned in um, an earlier topic in this unit amino acids have a basic structure of an amine group, a carboxyl group, and a variable side chain. And this side chain is what distinguishes an amino acid from other amino acids and gives it its specific properties. There are 20 different amino acids and they are all universal to all living organisms. And multiple or I should say two amino acids form a dipeptide and more than two amino acids form what is called polypeptides. These are long chains of amino acids, and these essentially make up what is considered a protein. Note that when amino acids are covalently joined together in a condensation reaction, the peptide formation will lead to water as a byproduct. So the covalent bond between these amino acids that is formed is known as a peptide bond. And because of this, Long chains of covalently-bonded amino acids are called polypeptides because there are multiple peptide bonds. These then polypeptide chains can be broken down, as mentioned earlier, through hydrolysis. So, water is a result of a condensation reaction binding to amino acids and water will be used for a hydrolysis reaction to break down amino acids. In this um, section, you will also need to be able to draw the molecular diagram of a peptide bond formation. So that is two amino acids being bound together via a condensation reaction. The structure of amino acid sequences can be categorized into primary, secondary, tertiary, and quaternary. So in the primary structure, different amino acids will fold into a different configuration, which is simply based on the variable side chains. So the primary structure will determine the folding of these. And in a secondary structure, amino acids will fold into two stable configurations, so either an alpha helix or a beta pleated sheet. Both the alpha helix and the beta pleated sheets will result from the hydrogen bonds, which form between the non-adjacent amine and carboxyl groups. So, because of the interactions of different amino acids, the structure will vary. If there is no stru- secondary structure at all, then the polypeptide will just coil in a random way. The tertiary structure is um, determined by the interactions of the variable side chains. So, that could include hydrogen bonds or ionic interactions or based on the polarity. It could be a variety of reasons that the side chain dictates the tertiary structure. And The, strength, the attra- strength of the attraction or of the repulsion of the side chains is going to influence the shape of the overall polypeptide chain. Some proteins are also able to have a quaternary structure, this only applies to proteins that consist of multiple polypeptide chains linked together, so not all proteins um, will have a quaternary structure. Hemoglobin, for example, is a protein with a quaternary structure as it has four polypeptide chains. Now, denaturation is a structural change in a protein that results in the loss, usually permanent loss, of its biological properties. So because of the way that a protein folds, that determines its function. And if the if there's a change in this folding, in this structure, it will alter its ability to act and its activity as a protein. The denaturation of proteins is usually caused by two uh, conditions being temperature and pH. High levels of thermal energy are going to disrupt the hydrogen bonds and these hold the protein together so if they are broken the protein will unfold and it will lose its capacity to undergo its function. The temperatures will will vary but for most humans the proteins function optimally at the healthy body temperature. For pH Because um, neutral molecules possess both positive and negatively charged regions, changing the pH is going to alter the protein's charge. And that will also affect its solubility and its shape. Now moving on to genes and its connection to polypeptides, a gene is a sequence of DNA which encodes a polypeptide sequence. So a sequence of DNA which encodes a series of amino acids. And a gene sequence is converted into a polypeptide via transcription and translation. So transcription is making an mRNA transcript, which is based on a DNA template, while translation is using this mRNA transcript to link amino acids together. Every individual has a unique proteome, which is one of the understandings in 2.4, And the proteome is the totality of proteins expressed within a cell, tissue, or organism. So that is the entire collection of proteins that are being expressed. Uh, And the proteome of any individual is going to be unique and specific to them because this protein expresses the patterns and the different genes of the individual, which is why um, proteins and genes are very closely linked. Proteins are very diverse and therefore serve a variety of different functions in a cell. So for example, uh, for structure, there is collagen, and this is a component of connective tissue of cells. It's the most abundant protein in mammals. Then hormones, the examples are insulin and glucagon. Insulin is produced by the pancreas and it helps to reduce blood glucose levels, while glucagon is also produced in the Um, pancreas but it helps to increase blood glucose levels. Then immunity where uh, immunoglobulins are antibodies that are produced by plasma cells so they're helpful in um, fighting disease. Then in transport there are hemoglobin proteins. These are also the proteins with a quaternary structure and they're found in red blood cells. They are responsible for transporting oxygen Then sensation, which is the example being um, rhodopsin. This is a pigment in the photoreceptor cells of the retina, which is in the eye, and that helps to detect light. And movement, uh, myosin and actin. These are uh, filaments in the contraction of our muscle fibers. And lastly, enzymes, uh, with the example of rubisco, which is an enzyme involved in the light-independent stage of photosynthesis. So we have structure, which is collagen, hormones, insulin and glucagon, immunity, immunoglobulins, transport, hemoglobin, sensation, rhodopsin, movement, actin and myosin, and lastly, enzymes, with the example of rubisco. So that covers the understandings of topic 2.4.